live at Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studio. It's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. It is a free call anywhere in the country at 888-825-5225, and I am Ramsey Personality, Rachel Cruz, hosting today with Ramsey Personality and best-selling author, Christina Ellis. So we'll go right to the phones this hour with Joel in Charlotte. Hey, Joel, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you guys for having me on. Absolutely. How can we help? Um, I am currently a community college student here in the Charlotte area. And I did dual enrollment during high school, which obviously saves a lot of money. It's absolutely amazing. Uh, and currently have 60 credits, college credits. Um, and I'm looking to transfer to a four-year university and looking for some help on scholarships and whatnot. My parents have some funds that are saved up for me. Uh, for college, but they stated that if I don't use all of those funds, that I will get them after I complete college. So I want to try to use as little as possible when it comes to that. Um, so I'm just wondering what suggestions you have for finding scholarships and whatnot. I love this question. <laughs> Christina is here for you, Joel. I am here for this. Awesome. And I just love that you're also selling the idea of doing dual enrollment which gets a lot of the credits mm-hmm. out of the way early on that you're going to community yeah. college. Like you are modeling such a great path. The fact Thank that you're you. already right here, like just hand clap to you. Cause that is, <laughs> that is That's outstanding. Right. Um, so where are you thinking about Thank going you. for the next two years or however long you've left? Um, so I'm looking either online or in person. I'm looking at Regent university, which is a Christian university in Virginia beach area. Um, their online program is approximately $13,000 a year. Uh, and then their in-person program, which includes room, room and board, is $28,000 a year. So obviously there's about a $15,000 difference there. Okay. And are you still pretty open to where you go? Like that's somewhere that you're considering, but you're open to other options. Is that correct? I'm open to other options. Um, I would prefer to go to this school, but obviously I am open to other options. Okay. Well, I like to typically start the search pretty broad. Like one of the easiest and best ways to get scholarships is through the school. So if you pick the right school that has a lot of merit-based scholarships or need-based aid, if you're qualified Mm -hmm. for that, like that's going to be the easiest way because a lot of these scholarships, they're just part of the application. So if you go to Mm -hmm. the financial aid website, a lot of times you can see most schools have listed, like basically if you have this GPA and these test scores, Mm -hmm. then this is the automatic scholarships you get at this school. So that's helpful. A lot of schools, too, have Mm -hmm. net price calculators on their website. So you can type in your financial information and see basically what you'll be expected to pay at that school. Because a lot of schools, the sticker price, when you go to their website, it's like, oh, my gosh, that's so expensive. (laughs) But that's not typically what you actually pay. So, um, yeah, kind of first seeing if you can get a lot of scholarships for a school through a school is a great way. And then also checking with your Mm -hmm. state. So um, states have a lot of great, a lot of states have great scholarships. So seeing, you know, what you're eligible for through that. Um, So again, starting broad and then start narrowing down. So um, I know this sounds so basic and sometimes people are like, oh, I can't believe she's (laughs) recommending this. But Google searches are still excellent ways to find scholarships. So there's the great thing about scholarships there's so many different scholarships available for so many different interests so i always encourage people to write out their niche scholarship qualities so things that could potentially qualify them for a scholarship so if you're in 4-h if you run cross country if you're in the business club if you want to be in stem write all that stuff down and then search for scholarships that specifically 
target those students. So, you know, just get in Google and type in scholarships for students in STEM, scholarships for people in business, scholarships for students who like horses. It's like literally almost anything you can think of, there's a scholarship for at this point. So like getting in there and as you look at the Google search results, a lot of times you'll see either like a compilation of scholarships, which those can be great, but What's really good is if you can find like the site that's directly giving away the scholarship. Mm-hmm. So if you can find there's a scholarship mm-hmm. by the National Horse Club, if you if you can click directly on their website, that's going to take you directly to mm-hmm. the information you need and help you get started with the process. And then there's scholarship databases, which are also great. So they're basically, you know, these search engines that take those unique qualities and they filter through the millions of scholarships that are given away every year and they basically come up with a list of scholarships that fit you. So I typically recommend students use use a few scholarship search engines, usually three, because each engine typically matches you with different scholarships. So you want to get as many results as possible that are targeted to you. So use a few different search engines and then make your list because a big part of the scholarship process is there are so many scholarships out there and it can feel kind of overwhelming, but taking the time on the front end to create a really good list for you is going to save you so much time in the long run. Cause as you know, I can already tell in your voice, you're like, yeah, that's, it's a lot. That's like one of the (laughs) harder parts of the process is actually the search process because it's like, I think that's when a lot of people quit because they just feel overwhelmed or they try one search engine and they get matched with scholarships that don't quite feel right. But if you're willing to take the time on that front end, even if it takes, you know, five or six hours to come up with a good list, we're talking like thousands of dollars in the long run. So um, be willing to trudge through that part. What's your thoughts on uh, things like Scholarship Owl where you like pay a subscription and it automatically uh, applies you for different scholarships? Yeah, so we've actually worked with Scholarship Owl here at Ramsey, and they've, they're friends of Ramsey. They're really passionate about matching students with scholarships that really fit them and kind of weeding out the bad ones. So one of the hard things about scholarship databases right now is a lot of these databases are just taking these lists of scholarships and they're not really updating them. Some of them are scam scholarships. Some of them haven't been updated in six years and they no longer exist. And so it's hard for students because they get in there and then they're like, oh, dead link. Oh, dead link. So Scholarship Owl is really trying to yeah. basically so break it's a great, through that. It's a, great mem- it's a great subscription to do when you're it in is. this process. They have a free version okay. and then they do have a paid version. And okay. I we have found, we've it's heard a, a lot of people saying it's worth it. It's worth it because it saves that time, that time where you know, if you're just doing it can take five or six hours, they can kind of cut it down. Yeah, absolutely. And school choice is always huge. So if you're not set on, I know you kind of said you were, Joel, but if you can broaden your horizon and say, hey, wherever I can get money to get as much money possible towards a school, I'm going to run after that. Yeah. And let that be it. So that's so great. And I have an article on how to apply for scholarships that we'll link in the show notes if y'all want some more information. So good. Well, Christina, scholarship time and it's tax time and a lot of people have questions about taxes and we get it taxes are so confusing so to help you get a better handle on them let's unpack a question from one of our listeners they asked is it better to file together or file separate when married so the irs actually won't force you to do one or the other and there may be some specific very specific scenarios where it's a good idea to file separately but for most couples it makes more sense to file jointly and merge all of your finances together for that matter. So filing jointly gives you a higher standard deduction and makes you eligible for more tax credits. 
Plus, you save time by only filing one return versus two, so it's a little less confusing. So for more tax tips and software that can help you file with confidence, head to RamseySolutions.com slash tax. RamseySolutions.com slash tax. Now through the end of February, you can file your tax return at just $19.95. No hidden fees, no hidden, hidden agenda. It's just that. So go to RamseySolutions.com slash tax. Hey guys, it's Rachel Cruz here to tell you about a faith-based alternative to health insurance that can make healthcare more affordable, Christian Healthcare Ministries. CHM allows members to share each other's healthcare costs, and it's as easy as one, two, three. Step one, choose the healthcare provider you want. Step two, submit your eligible bills. And step three, get reimbursed. CHM members take care of your eligible medical bills. With no network and the freedom to choose your healthcare provider, CHM is the best option for Christians who want to take care of their families and help other believers. Find out more at chministries.org slash budget. That's chministries.org slash budget. Our question of the day comes from Michelle from Rhode Island. We have a one-year-old and have started receiving monetary gifts for her. We are not ready for baby step five, so what do we do with it in the meantime? A savings account? Ideally, we would like to put it somewhere so it can accrue interest. I mean, we've talked about high-yield savings accounts already on the show, and we're big fans right now, especially with interest rates being pretty high. While it isn't fun for interest rates to be high if you have debt, if you're saving right now, it's pretty great. I think ours is at 3.75%. And so uh, about a year ago, year and a half ago, they were like 1%. So it wasn't necessarily very attractive. But right now they're doing really great. So if I was in your shoes, I'd probably park it there. Yeah, for right now, for sure. And then you can look into if you want to a mutual fund uh, or something like that. And you can put in their name and yours is kind of over the top. And the Universal Transfer of Minors Act, UPMAs, can allow you to do that so you can sit down with the smart investor pro if you want to look into that option but right now since yeah they're one and you guys aren't quite on baby step five as a family um yeah or i guess i guess kids college she said not baby step five so i guess they're thinking i could put this in a college fund so if you did that opening up a 529 but i, I would imagine michelle if it's not i mean if you have like your great uncle joe dies and leaves your one-year-old like $50,000 and yeah let's talk about putting that away like in a five twenty. but if it's like $50 from grandma you know what I mean like if it's if it's not a significant amount I wouldn't worry about it right now um, until you guys get to baby step five then you can move some of that money to a college savings account if that's what you want to do but if it's a if it is a legitimate pile of money then you may want to be smarter about it or in a sense of just saying like sit down and look to see okay where can we invest this um, now but if it's just a few hundred bucks here or there then I think you're fine and just a high high yield savings for now until you guys get to baby step five, then you can put some of that money. Yeah, I I, I still have so many questions because yeah, it does matter how much it is. Yeah. Because if it's just a small amount, like we still do the little piggy bank. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Totally, totally. Yeah, but great question. All right, it is a free call anywhere in the country at 888-825-5225. And up next, we have Sarah in Minneapolis. Hey, Sarah, welcome to the show. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Christina. Hello, hello. Um, How can we well, help? <laughs> yes, I'm in baby steps four, five, and six, but I'm just really struggling with the pull of just doing it all at once. I mean, I want my money to go so far, and there's also the 
the dark cloud of my husband's car might need a replacement in the next year. So deciding when to save for that. And then I saw your video yesterday on lifestyle creep. And so I've been a stay at home mom the last five years and the last couple of months since I've been to back to work. I'm like, Oh no, is that me? Cause we're not really making progress on like these goals. I feel like, and okay. so I'm like, oh, we can have a vacation now, or I can say yes to some of the things that I've been saying no to for so long. Mm, yeah. Okay. So, so what, what, where should I put my money? Yeah, no, it's a great question. So what caused you to go back to work, Sarah? Was it that you guys needed the extra income or was it that you were wanting to go back to work? What was, what was your motivation for that? Um, no, it was time. Like we were doing just fine on my husband's income. We were still making like little progress in all these areas, not anything extreme because we had to say no to a lot of things. But even last year, I was still able to get a, a newer van for me and we paid cash, $15,000. So it's like we still had some yeah, little cushion in the budget, but now it's like I have my whole income that we didn't need. So how much does um, your husband, how much does your husband make? Um, well, altogether our monthly income like after taxes and everything, we see a take home about 10 grand a month. And okay. We've never seen that amount before. What was it before you went back to work? Um, before, so he even got a raise after I got back to work. So we were really playing with around $5,000 a month, maybe okay. five. Yeah. So you all doubled your income. Yes. Um, which is so great. So exciting. So even with that, Sarah, you, you guys should be able to fund 15% of your income into retirement. Are you guys, yep. have y'all done kids college at all? Have you started any of that? Yeah, we started it. But when I was staying home, we really pulled back a lot. So we're yep. only doing like $200 a month. We okay. have like $20,000 in so far for yep. the three kids. And they don't need college for another decade. Sure, sure. I don't know how much to put there. Yeah. So what do you feel like has changed in the lifestyle? Because you said, you know, is it me? Like, what? where's this money going? Like, what What has changed? Yeah, I guess I assumed when I went back to work, I'd just have all this extra money in the budget. Well, you doubled it. And Yeah, we doubled it, but it's still, it's like, you know, the kids' activities are adding up. Um, I got like two vacations booked this summer, and they're not like extravagant, but we're saying yes, like, to the grocery store more. Like, I'm not... Yeah. So worried about the little nitty gritty. And the, now I'm starting to realize maybe I need to go back to just being very, very frugal and pretend we don't even have. No. Like, yeah. No. I mean, no. What I would say, Sarah, is I want you guys to look at your what your budget was when it was just his income, because you guys were doing it. You were you were living off of it. And I'm sure it was, you know, it was tight, but you were doing it. So go back to there. And then I would up your lifestyle some percentage points. So maybe it's six percent ten percent you know whatever it is up it a few percentage points and then say okay here's the extra money a month now that we're going to put strictly to lifestyle but we're going to limit it to that we're not going to spend like like nothing is happening and we have like this limitless amount of money uh we're still going to be intentional and then from there that's where you can kind of work through and say okay ten percent more is going you know ten percent is going to giving 10% more to lifestyle 15 percent to retirement you know you can start kind of uh, backing your way out of those percentages okay. into your budget. And then that will give you some relief, Sarah, because I think sometimes it can feel like, especially since you guys doubled it, it can feel like, oh gosh, okay, so what do we what do we do now? I think, yeah, we can do that. I think that's fine. And this and that, you know, it's almost like you're kind of just being reactive 
to some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And so the more proactive you guys can be is, is so key. Do you guys have every dollar our budgeting app? Yes, I've been using it for the, like the last three years. Oh, awesome. Everything. So I can go back even see. Yeah, the yeah, year I would do that. I think that's a yeah, I think that's a great plan. And just to give yourself a little bit more of that permission of like, okay, we have this percentage that we're going to spend and enjoy because we're on baby steps four through six and this is what we can do. And then above that, we're still going to have to say no because regardless of what you make, everyone has to say no at some point, right? Like yeah. Yeah. we're not yeah. in Congress. We're not just spending money <laughs> like like we have everything in the world. And so there is that level of saying, yeah, I still have to be disciplined regardless of what I make. But you should feel a level of freedom that you didn't feel before your income was doubled. So as as you've made more money, like what has that budgeting process looked like? Have you intentionally, like Rachel said, kind of moved things up or has it been more like reactive where you're like, oh, shoot, like we spent more here. So let's just move things around. Like what's your process look like? You know, I think I knew that I could, you know, give a little more to my grocery budget or say yes to that family vacation this summer, whereas before it was just camping in an old tent where now we can maybe get like a little rental cabin instead. Yeah, yeah. It's not anything too crazy. It's just I still have, like, my husband's car could die a year from now. And even living comfortably, not too frugally, I could probably put away at least three grand a month for that car. Should I really focus on just getting all that lump sum for twenty to 30000 for a year from now and then go back and revisit all of the, the other baby steps of the college fund? the paying extra for the mortgage and yeah I mean what what makes you think it's going to die in a year um it's got 250,000 miles on it okay so you know you'll review yeah so I think that's a realistic thing to say hey we're going to replace this car um and yeah and that's a sinking fund and to say okay how much money do we want to spend on a car and you guys decide on an amount and then from there yeah you you back it out so if it's 21,000 you can save three grand a month towards a car and you got seven months to save and put that aside in the car fund and then when the car, you know, when you, it may even go 350 miles, <laughs> who knows? Yeah, um, but, but, but yeah, when, yeah, but when it's time, yeah, that you have the chunk there. So yeah, it's just kind of working this, but like you said, it's, it's not limitless. Yeah. Well, so you do have to, to plan. Well, and Sarah, maybe, maybe try a no spend month. I know we were kind of feeling that a bit last year where it's like, oh, lifestyle creep and, and your income changes. And you're like, well, just, you just, it's just easy for you to lose some of that discipline with your money and having that month where you go all the way down to like a very strict budget. And it's not so that you like live the rest of your life like that, but you're just kind of going, okay, let's challenge ourselves and then see what we really want. So good. So good. Thanks for calling, Sarah. This is The Ramsey Show. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I am Rachel Cruz hosting this hour with Christina Ellis. And we are hitting the phones. And up next, we have Raya in Charlotte, North Carolina. Hey, Raya, welcome to the show. Hi, ladies. Thanks for taking my call. Absolutely. How can we help? Well, I am looking for a bit of relationship advice disguised as financial advice if you can uh, help me. yes yes um, give it to us we can't wait i'm a yeah i'm a i'm a 26 year old uh in step four with no debt and i'm really proud of that um i make a good living and it's it's wonderful and comfortable um and my boyfriend of uh, almost one year is 
probably in baby step one, maybe even zero. I don't even know if he has an emergency fund. And um, as we get more serious, you know, beginning to talk about money, just a little, not too specific. But I'm starting to get worried that he's not as money savvy as me. And I just want to know what things are important to discuss and agree about before getting serious in a relationship. Yeah, it's a great question. So good. I, I like love I love the description of this and the kind of tiptoeing into it. Yeah. So <laughs> you've had these little conversations. How have these gone so far? Yeah, it's like vague and non specific, but um, you know, references to student debt, car debt, um things like wanting to buy a house even though there's still so much debt, so that doesn't make sense to me. But, um, yeah. Okay. Um, have you it, shared I, with him uh, your journey of becoming debt free, and like, have you shared any part of what you love to do in that sense, or like what you yeah. have done and what you have loved the progress and all of that? How has he responded to that? Well, okay, okay. Disclaimer: I got such a huge head start in life, so I never did take on debt in the first place. That's okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I had no student loans. I was um, provided by my parents, all of that. So I've discussed my financial values a little bit, but I know that we're coming from such different places in life that sure. um, it feels a little bit almost irrelevant to share. Um, mm. yeah. yeah. I, I hear you. Because I've gone I mean, through things that I've never gone through. So. Absolutely. Well, and let me say this, it doesn't invalidate where you've been because there's one line of thinking for sure that yes, he may not have had the doors open that you had of going debt free. He may not have had the the parents maybe to walk through and, t and teach him about money, maybe like you had, right? So you can make all these assumptions. But also, um, he is still making decisions as an adult, though. Um, and my curiosity is, is it more because it's ignorant and he doesn't know there's another way or is it because he doesn't care and he is totally fine with debt, regardless of where he came from or not, right? Because we meet people on the show all the time that that have paid off massive amounts of student debt. They were taught that debt is awesome, right? They've been taught this like worldview of money and they've decided as an adult to change that worldview and change their line of thinking and make progress and get out of debt and build an emergency fund and do the things that you're doing. So even though he came from, I totally hear that maybe not where you started in a, on a different starting point, but he still is making decisions day to day as an adult. So are those decisions he's making um, because he doesn't know there's a different way or is it because he's totally just fine with what he's doing? Uh, yeah, that's what I want to find out. Ask I, him, I Ryan. You've been dating for I, a year. Oh, I, we, we talk about it a little. I'm, he, I know he wants to get out of debt. I just feel that there's not an urgency that I would feel if I was in that situation. And that kind of scares me. Okay. Yeah. You know, if we, if we got married one day, I mean, I guess I'm being selfish, but I, or, you know, I don't want to be shallow, but I, I want to be protective of my financial future. So I. Yes. Uh, that is not shallow yeah. at all. No, it's that not. is wise. Yeah. That is, that is wise. That is using wisdom. Because what happens, Raya, in a marriage, one of the leading causes of divorce is money fights and money problems. Cause you get into a marriage and stress, the stress of money weighs on a marriage so, so much. And ahead of time, if you guys can have the same values and same perspective, 
it helps you. It doesn't mean you're going to have a perfect marriage and that you're never going to have a money fight or any of that, but it does give you, it puts you on the same playing field of like, hey, we're playing the same game. We're on the same team playing the same game. And so, yeah, I would sit down. And honestly, Raya, I'm like, if it's been a year and you're in your mid-20s, which granted, I'm like so Southern. We got married young and all that. But like, I would think if I was in your shoes and I've been dating this guy a year, I'm thinking obviously about marriage. I mean, you are too. Of like, okay, am I gonna spend the rest of my life with him? And if it's and if you love him and it's and it's leading that way, I would I would sit down and be like, hey, I kind of I just want to have this conversation with you because I, I this topic keeps coming up and I want to just say it out loud. And I have I have some fear around this whole money discussion. And I don't know if it's me. I don't know if it's you. I don't know. I'm like, and don't accuse, don't point fingers and say you know all this, but really leave it open ended. But be honest about the situation and what you're feeling and then hear his feedback because he could tell you either, yeah, screw that, I don't care. I'm gonna just continue to live my life the way I want and all that. And if that's his attitude with money, it's probably gonna be his attitude in other areas of your marriage too, right? So like, that's a red flag. But if he says, yeah, I've thought about it so much and I've actually written some goals down and I haven't started because I'm scared, right? Like kind of get yeah. his heart and gauge where he is before, before you kind of slap, you know, what you assume about it because assumptions aren't always key. Yeah, and I've got an idea. So we're going to gift you FPU. And I think you have that initial conversation that Rachel said, you know, kind of feel his temperature. And then in that say, I'd really like to take Financial Peace University with you and go through it together so that, you know, it eliminates any type of excuse of he doesn't know about money. He didn't have parents who taught him about money. Like he will know what to do with money. And then from there, you can see, does he actually do it? Is he going to take this wisdom and this knowledge and move forward with it? And by the end, if he doesn't, if he's been given all the tools and he decides he just doesn't care, that's going to show a lot. And on the flip side, potentially he could go, yes, and like completely go wild with it. And then, you know, in a year or two, you've got a completely debt free boyfriend that potentially is ready to be a husband. (laughs) (laughs) And Raya, too, I would say, yeah, and I would say too, Raya, to, to give the whole situation like a, uh, um, a little bit of grace because you are so um, you are so motivated you are so on track you know what you want you're thinking about that like you're very focused and so in our world we talk about the nerd and the free spirit and you know and you I'm just assuming it's probably you, yeah, you're the nerd okay <laughs> so I, I can I talk to you as a free spirit my husband is the nerd in our relationship and I'm the free spirit and if he expected me to love excel sheets the way he does looking at our five-year goal and if I didn't love it and get excited about it, and he's like, I'm not going to marry you because of that or something <laughs> crazy, I think I'd be like, oh my gosh, do I have to turn into a nerd to be your wife? You know what I mean? Like, so, so don't force him to be someone he's not. So it's not changing who he is or his personality, but it is saying, hey, from a values perspective, do we agree of like, hey, here are some big things with money that, that I want. I want to be able to put money away for retirement. I am great with delaying some gratification to save for the future. I don't have to spend everything I make right now because I'm pretty secure with who I am and I don't need this stuff to fulfill me. Do you, like, do you know what I mean? It's more of the value, the value conversations I want you to have with them. But don't expect him to turn into a nerd, Raya, and like love this. And Christina was like, <laughs> don't watch Netflix, watch Financial Peace University, which I think is a great idea. So stay on the line. <laughs> you can do both. And you can Jenna, do both. <laughs> and Jenna's going to pick up and you're going to have a really exciting date night with your boyfriend, Raya, watching <laughs> Financial Peace University. And He's going to love it. <laughs> no, but just, yeah, I think it's opening the door conversation because again, I mean, if you want to get serious and, and again, move to marriage 
These are conversations. And Raya, you want to have conversations around kids and around in-laws and around spirituality. Like this is the whole picture of marriage. Money is a piece and an important piece. Yes. Um, but there's other there's other pieces too. So you guys need to be having. So be talking, Raya. You've been dating a year. Get in, get in those conversations. <laughs> it is not selfish or extra to want to know those things. That's right. That is That's right. building a strong foundation. That is smart. You got it, girl. We're cheering you on, Raya. We hope you guys come and do your debt-free scream as newlyweds. Yes. Maybe I'll get married and pay off all the debt together. It'd be so exciting. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for calling. This is The Ramsey Show. Our scripture of the day comes from Romans 12, 10. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Aretha Franklin said... We all require and want respect, man or woman, black or white. It's our basic human right. Aretha Franklin, respect. So good. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. I love that song. So, so great. All right. For the last segment, Angela is up next (laughs) in Dayton, Ohio. Hey, Angela, welcome to the show. Hey, how are you doing? We are doing well. How can we help? Um, first, I want to say, uh, do you guys remember the icky list that you guys had done about um, people consolidating the deodorant stubs into one? <laughs> yeah, that was us yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's totally me. <laughs> I, I listen to you guys <laughs> at work. I don't know what you're talking about. You don't put the hair in the pillow, though, right? Like you do. <laughs> oh, God, no. No. We were talking about weird Google <laughs> hacks. Who? Me and George. Oh, my gosh. So, <laughs> How long did it take you? How long did it take you to melt down all your deodorant butts into one stick? It, it only, it really only takes like two minutes. What? Down the nuts and it's like 15 seconds in the microwave, and you just pour them into an empty tube, and it's so easy. Does it work just but as effectively? I don't know what y'all are. This is it, it is for me because I have been so ghetto poor for the last three years that um, four or six dollars on a new tube of um, deodorant is gas money for one day to work. And mm, that is true. It's a high value for me. Look at you. And you know what? Good for you. And if it only takes two minutes, like, that's, why not? That's awesome. <laughs> I imagined it would take longer kind of like digging, digging out all the deodorant. No, it's... <laughs> Like if you've ever microwaved um, icing in a microwave, it it takes just that long, like fifteen seconds. It even has that same consistency to it. Okay, it's a good April Fool's joke right there. <laughs> <laughs> you can <laughs> All right, well, that was some today? interesting insight. Thank you, Angela. Thank you, Angela. <laughs> so, what's going on in your life? How can we help? Um, Okay, so what I've got going on is um, like a family struggle when it comes to money. So um, I've taken like a, a, like a 15 years to back away from my family because they have a tendency to borrow money and not pay it back. And um, my brother, on the other hand, he's, he's doing really good in life. Like he's worth over $2 million. And so when my parents need something, um, he will call me and say, you need to pay half of this. And I, I just simply don't have the funds. I'm melting deodorant to get by. And um, so for me to come up with like $500 to help fix something like a plumbing or a septic system, I just don't have that. And um, there's like quite a bit of um, bullying tactics that are used on me when I tell them I'll do what I can 
because I used to just help and suffer the consequence to my financial budget. Mm. And um, I've been making such big strides with these guys. And I get to the point where I'm burnt out and I'm just hurt Mm. by their inconsiderateness towards me. Yeah. Yeah. You said, I don't know if I heard this correctly, but did you say you took a 15-year sabbatical from the family? I did. So there's there's um, some there's some, there's some, stuff, there's some there. stuff there, right? Yeah, right. Um, yeah. I d- I definitely grew up um, with a good bit of um, verbal abuse and physical abuse, and mm-hmm. um, my brother was um, the favorite child, and he definitely was not treated the same. And um, I was born with um, autoimmune disorders and um, muscular atrophy. Yeah, and so I was always kind of seen as the um, the burden. Mm. Yeah. So, so you you took this fifteen years, and then you all came back together, and and your parents, your brother's expecting you to pay for your parents' needs. Is that correct? Like on their house, right? Do your parents right. do they not have money? Do they not have income? They um, they didn't manage their money properly. Um. Angela, I want to just release you that While it is. While they were working. Okay. This is not your responsibility. We can honor Thank our parents, you. but this is not your responsibility. And the fact that your brother is using bullying tactics against you, and then all the things that you were just listing out of your childhood growing up, and then taking, and then having some boundaries around them in the recent years, I think there needs to be another really hard conversation, but you need to protect yourself. I mean, there's a level here that is not, not only that it's not fair for you, it's just wrong. It's wrong the way that they're treating you. And again, even if you had the money, right? Even if you had it, it's still your money that you get to decide. And if you felt like, yeah, this is something I want to be generous with, with mom and dad, like I, then I get to decide that as Angela, I'm not going to be forced into a situation of what I don't need to do. So I don't know if it's a conversation that you need to have with your brother and draw a really hard boundary and just say, I'm not giving any more money. Whether I have it or not, I'm deciding right now that I I don't like the way that this has been going down. And so I'm sorry, but I'm drawing that. And he may get all angry and pissed and and I don't and who knows what he'll say, right? I'm like I I don't I don't know the situation. Um but I think John Deloney, (laughs) Dr. John Deloney would say there that that you need to protect yourself and a boundary allows you to do that. And yeah, there's a space between the 15 year gap where it's like you don't talk at all. It's cold turkey and the bullying and bad feelings that you felt growing up. And, you know, they don't get to drag you into that as an adult. You're an adult now. And I know it's hard when you have childhood trauma to put up boundaries like that's hard because you're triggered whenever right. you know they say those things it's like you're you're all of a sudden you're 12 years old again and you're feeling those emotions right. but like Rachel said that's you 100% are right yeah you are released from that mm-hmm. and and even though it may feel mean even though when you put the boundary up they are probably not gonna like it they may even say some mean things but that's okay that well, that's they, and that's why you put up the boundaries because yeah, of that kind of people yeah mm-hmm. yeah they are. They want to have every conversation via text because they're the kind of people that screenshot things and post them on Facebook and crop it to suit their liking. Oh yeah, no, that's toxic. As yeah, no. Light as they can. Yeah, I'm out. It's it's. Mm-mm. There's even a chance that this boundary 
needs to be again where there's not a lot of contact very often like that is okay that's that's toxic and i'm sorry you're going through that um we're going to gift you a copy of own your past change your future by dr john deloney because i think there's going to be a lot of healing for you in this um in this next few years i think it's going to take some time for you to process a lot of that trauma and to kind of work through it because man, family stuff can be so hard. And especially when they're still behaving that way, it'd be different if they had gone through their own healing journey and we're in counseling and we're trying to work and repair things, but it does not sound like they are willing to change, want to change. And if anything, they're trying to drag you right back in. Yes. So I hope, Angela, that you hear us just say you are released from responsibility, I think financially and even relationally to a point. Um that there needs to be relational boundaries and financial boundaries, really strong ones drawn. So again, um, yeah, Jen is going to pick up and and read Dr. John Deloney's book because it is really helpful to acknowledge what has happened. I mean, it's, it, it is all about owning your past and we all have stories of this, right? Some, mm-hmm. the level of trauma, the stories look different, um, but man, there there's a lot there to unpack for you, Angela. And so even get with a good therapist and counselor if you haven't yet, because we all, everyone i would recommend that to everybody right. sitting down and unpacking your story because it it is so helpful to engage who you are today and then help give you the confidence to make decisions for what's best for you angela in your life and in your money so i hope i hope you do that um so again jenna will pick up and, and you can get a copy of that but well that's a huge part of changing your future too is it's like it's not like the past just stays in a perfect box like you're still dealing with these people in real time. So it's not like you can just, you know, cut it off and and that's it. Like, it's like you have to figure out new systems, new boundaries, new ways to move forward that's going to protect you and help you have a full life. Because it's like when you're constantly feeling that negativity, when those people are constantly trying to drag you back into your past, it's like that can really hurt you moving forward. So, you know, feel the freedom to set those boundaries and own your future. That's right. Absolutely. Thanks, Angela, for the call. Well, thank you, America. That puts this show in the books. Christina Ellis, it's always fun hosting with you. So So fun. Thanks so, so much. And yeah, thank you, America, for listening. This is The Ramsey Show. It's Christina Ellis. If you love the show and want to dive deeper on your money journey, we have a weekly newsletter that gives you trending and helpful articles and tips on following the Ramsey way. Just go to RamseySolutions.com today to sign up for our newsletter. Again, that's RamseySolutions.com to sign up for our weekly newsletter.